0: Tray, I'm sitting here with another diamond of the city, April Anderson, who is the owner of Good Cakes and Bakes on Livernois at 19363 Livernois Avenue. What's up, April? What's going on? How are you tonight? Uh, nothing. I'm glad you met with me today.
1: Well, I'm glad to be on
0: here. That's good. So where my where my um donuts and stuff at? I don't
1: make donuts. Uh, we, we don't have
0: no cupcakes. That's right. Today. She makes cupcakes, organic
1: Cakes, brownies, cookies. Vegan stuff. Yeah, vegan options
0: as well. So. You know, the first time I had a vegan option here, I, I came in to get some carrot cake. And I thought I was just getting carrot cake. <laughs> and it was the vegan carrot cake? It, it, I didn't know. I still didn't know. I got home because nobody said somebody. It was on the counter because you keep the vegan yeah. stuff on the counter. And I, I, I got home and I ate. I tore it up. And I was like, "Man, that was good." Now I came back. The person behind the counter was like, "That was vegan," and I was like, "Say what?" <laughs> She's like, what you say? <laughs> but it was so good. Like I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not vegan, so
1: yeah, I'm not vegan. And honestly, I haven't, I've never tried any of our vegan options.
0: What? But you make them. I
1: make them, but I've never tried That it. is
0: insane. That all, every time you say something like that, cracks me up because I'm like, okay, you don't even eat this, but you make it, and it's, it's delicious.
1: I make it because people ask for it, for one, and we we say we were going to be a community bakery, we were going to be a community space, and so we try and give the community what they what they want and desire here, right? Um, So when it first was asked, I was like, nope, I'm not doing nothing vegan. So giving people what they want and people ask for vegan stuff and so we just de- i decided to try it to make it but i still i still haven't got the courage to eat it because i like butter i like eggs
0: right i do too so how do you know like what do you do you test it with certain people like so, so when i make something vegan i'll post it on social media okay so the first time
1: i make it i post it on social media for people to come and try it for free i let people try it and tell me how it tastes and some people they'll be like, um oh, it needs to be less sweet, it's a little too sweet or this or that and whatever they say I take the feedback and I go and I adjust the recipe to work and then I'll give it out and if people like it then we sell it. If it doesn't, if it's not really people are like, Oh, it's good but yeah, I don't have to have it then it's not something that we'll put on the menu.
0: But yeah. That's kinda alien like though still. Oh. Cause you make it stuff and then you just like boom, you know. Well
1: if you if you're if you're a good baker, a good pastry chef, then you know how to develop a recipe and you don't have to really taste it to be sure that it's going to be good.
0: Well, you heard that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so how did the, the the vegan chocolate chip cookies turn out? Like, okay. How did that go? Like from the, from beginning. So,
1: so I am a person who loves to watch like different, like unique sweets and stuff on top, you know, food, baking channels and stuff like that. And so we were, I've always wanted to make a vegan chocolate chip cookie, right? I wanted to have an option of a vegan chocolate chip cookie. And I was like, but it needs to be different than every other vegan chocolate chip cookie I've seen. Right. So whenever we make something vegan, we want it to be different. I don't want it to be like the bakery of down the street or around the corner or nothing like that. I want it to be different. I want Exclusive to, be, to yeah, you. And you need to. Because they got to come right, here. To get it, exactly. <laughs> right. And so I was like, I want to make want to make something a vegan chocolate chip cookie, but I want it to be different. And I was watching something on television, and they, and they did a, a cookie. It wasn't vegan, but they did a cookie that was, like, super thin. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, we should try that with a chocolate chip cookie. I was like, but how are we going to do it? And so we would, I just played around with a recipe one day, and we tried it, and we baked it regular. Then I was like, what if we put in a tortilla presser and made it thin and then mm-hmm. baked how would that come out? So that's how it came out. Just, really? Just trying,
0: just thinking of crazy stuff. So when you were doing like the samples and whatnot, how was that going?
1: People was loving it. People was loving it. They were like, so you see when I make, make a new recipe, I only make enough for sampling. I don't make a full recipe. Right. Well, I made it, and I only made it for sampling. People were so mad. Because it's like, why we came back to keep I was like, I didn't make none to sell. I just made it to sample. <laughs> right. And people was like, I mean, literally, people were like, they were just standing there like, okay, I'm just going to stand here and eat all the samples. So then we had to make a note and say, only one sample, please Wow. But people was like, I want to buy it right now. It's like, but we don't have it to sell. We only, we made a whole batch, but we cro- we chopped it up so it'd be small samples. Right. I, like, I don't have a whole cookie to sell. People were so mad. So that next day, we had to make it to sell. Wow. And usually we'll make it, and then we'll take a whole week before we sell it. So uh-huh. we'll make it on a Tuesday or Thursday, and then the next week we'll start selling it. And we had to make it the next day. It was not an option to wait a whole week. People was like, no, we need this today, tomorrow, right now.
0: Wow. That's dope. So, that one was a hit that immediately. Was
1: hit. That was an instant hit. Our vegan red velvet was an instant hit. Our vegan, our vegan brownie, it took a minute. And it was because we kept having to play with the recipe because the texture of it just was not right. So, we had to keep on playing with the recipe to get it together. And that took a
0: minute. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So, that's a good question. You're on Livermore, It's a pretty busy street, and there's a lot of new businesses coming up. What's it like working over here?
1: So it is. It is very interesting. For one thing, you know that the avenue. This is the Avenue Fashion, right. and this is the largest corridor of black. businesses in the United States Wow in the United States this is the largest corridor currently there the buildings over here are still 97% owned by African Americans and 99% of the businesses currently over here are owned by African Americans I didn't know that so this is the largest um, concentration of African American owned businesses in in the United States Wow that's dope it is but it's changing yeah. We're about to get a uh, brewery across the street, so that's going to definitely change dynamics over here. Really?
0: When is that going uh, to? What, like right directly yeah, across from you? Directly right
1: there. A definitely. brewery? Yeah, a
0: brewery. So it's going to be
1: their second location. I hate now. saying
0: that word. Why? I don't know, because it sounds like I'm saying something wrong. <laughs> wow, that's yeah, going to be so, different. It's going to definitely be different. It's
1: definitely going to change the dynamics
0: over here. Yeah. You know the owners?
1: Yeah, they own a, they own a, um, a location down in Midtown right now.
0: Okay, so and they're not African American, no, oh, okay.
1: And they so they'll be they'll have a second location there as well as they'll be bringing in an Italian restaurant. They what? used to be downtown called Angelina. Okay, they'll be bringing them over here too. So the front of the, the, front of the house will be the restaurant. Wow, so yes, that will be different, yeah, definitely no change huh. which is not a bad thing. Change is oh, not no. bad at all. Yeah. It's not bad. As long as the people that's over here are being pushed out, the people who are here first are being pushed out, that's when things changes. That's when changes are good. We
0: don't need no liver noise gentrification. Yeah,
1: well, we're going to do Detroit. All of Detroit gentr- is going to be gentrified. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> and liver noise will not be any different. Man.
0: It is coming. It is coming. That's crazy. So I know a lot of people, some people already know, and some people don't know. You started baking when you were how old? I started
1: baking when I was nine years old. I baked my first cake, not in an easy bake oven, I baked easy bake oven when I was like four or five, but I baked that very first real cake um, for, my, for Mother's Day when I was nine years old. Wow. Um, yeah, it was a box cake mix yeah, but still I made it all by myself. My mother uh-huh. was upstairs asleep. Put in the oven, watch it cook, ice it let it cool, ice and everything But that had come from watching her do it for so long. Right. From watching her do it for years and years. I was like, oh, I can do this. I got this. Yeah. And you, it came
0: out good. You get it from your mom. Yeah, I can get it from my mom. Wow. So how'd she like it? She loved it. Really? Everybody loved
1: it. Everybody loved it. Was well, she
0: surprised that you did that? She did. Yeah, she was really
1: surprised. Really? I did the whole thing without her being down there. Yeah. Wow. She's, so She was surprised and a little
0: scared. Like, you turned up and I am like, here. you I know, I didn't I <laughs> Don't be too for
1: your like bridges.
0: <laughs> so when you when you got older and you uh, where did you go to school? first? So I did my
1: undergrad at Spelman mm-hmm. in Atlanta, and then I did my MBA at University of Michigan. So uh, I worked in finance for seventeen years. Oh. And while I worked in finance, so I had, so okay, so let's go a little bit further back. So I had my son. I had my first son when I was in high school. I was mm-hmm. seventeen. I had my son. So when I graduated from high school, there was no celebrities. There was no Food Network channel. There was no celebrity shows. Right. So, going to my mother and saying I wanted to be a baker was like saying I want to work at McDonald's. How are you going to take care of your child <laughs> working at McDonald's? People do it, but if you have the option not to right. struggle, why, why would you want to struggle? Right. So, my mother took my sons while I went to school. I went to school four years down the line. I came home. Did my master's, and then I started working for Chrysler. Mm-hmm. I worked for Chrysler in the plant. I worked in the plant for two years while I did my wow. while I did my MBA in University of Michigan. I would go to work at midnight, get off work, drive straight up to Ann Arbor, come home, go to work, did this for two years. And then I moved over to Chrysler Financial. Worked okay. at Chrysler Financial. And then when Chrysler Financial was brought out by um, GMAC first and then Ally Bank, I left and went to Human Services. Mm. Um, so I worked in Human Services for seven, seven years, and while I worked in Human Services, I went back to school to get a degree in pastry Wow. Yep.
0: So that financial background helps with, with your business. It helps, it
1: helps a little, but it, it, it also hinders. Because when we first started, I was like, well, you know, I know accounting and I can do this ourselves. I can do this this myself. I don't need to pay nobody to do this. I can do this myself. But by taking on that task, as well as taking on the task of baking, taking on the task of working the front of the house, because if we first opened, we didn't have have staff, right? Right. So it's just me and my mother. So taking on all of the back of the house, taking on all of the baking, all of, you know, 90% of the front of the house, it kind of put you have to, you have to let something go fall by the wayside and books doing my, our books was one of those things that we, that we allowed to fall out of back by the wayside mm-hmm. because it was like, I need to bake. I need to come up with new stuff. I need to be creative. I'll get to that later. get, you know, something becomes such, such a big mess. that you be like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to look at that. So the things that wow. I tell people all the time is that the two things that you should definitely have when you start a business is someone to do your books. It doesn't have to be necessarily an accountant. It can be a bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to have an accountant as well to do your tax at the end of the year. But throughout the year, just having a bookkeeper or someone who will input that information, all those receipts and reconcile.
0: Oh, before I was rudely interrupted by me not putting my phone on Do Not Disturb. Is it on there now? Huh? Yeah, it's on there. Um, we were talking about having bookkeepers when you first start a business.
1: Yeah, making sure that you, you know how it doesn't have to be an accountant, just like a bookkeeper, someone who will input the information and reconcile your books at the end of each month, and then at the end of the year, then you give it to an accountant, right, so that they can do the taxes of it. Um, and having an attorney. Having an attorney to make sure – because mm. several things is, is that – so when you start hiring employees, you want to make sure that you have a handbook or at oh. least the policy and procedures of what people need to be doing – Every day, because you have to get that stuff. Even you know you can you you can have not have an employee for two years. Like we didn't have employees for fifteen months, and during those fifteen months, we was doing everything. And I knew what how you know how we do everything, but it was all in my head. Right. So you need to get that out your head onto books and paper so that you can give it to people. But things have to be worded correctly. There are legally words you can't use. And right. so you need to have an attorney, someone who can look over and be like, yeah, no, you can't say that. Or you need to put this in there. You need to be a little bit more specific about some things. So, you know, having an attorney um, that you can go to, you don't have to have one on retainer or anything like that. But just having someone you can go to and ask them to look at this and make sure I got the right things in here. Make sure that I'm saying it the right way. Um, and then just having someone to... Um, like go over your documents. You want to make sure that you are you, you have the right interview questions. Um there's, yes, things there's certain things you, you cannot, cannot ask. ask. You cannot ask people in the interview. It's yeah. illegal, and you don't want to get sued because people will sue you. So you want to make sure that your interview questions are appropriate. You want to make sure that you are collecting the right information and going to their human resource folder because when you start a business, you might not well, you might not be able to have a human resource. Department, department, yeah. So you, you the HR department. Exactly. So you want to make sure that you have all the right stuff, and so a lawyer can help you with that. And there's free ways you can have lawyers, like University of Michigan Law Center. They offer free legal services to small entre- small businesses and entrepreneurs. Wayne State offers um, legal assistance, and all of theirs isn't free. What they do is they offer it on a sliding scale. Okay. If there's anything that you have to pay for, like application fees and like that, you're responsible for the whole fee. Application fee, but then their services they might not they might do for free or they might do on a sliding scale. But wow. I do know University of Michigan does all of their work for free. It's just hard to get into them mm-hmm. to get them to work with you because so many people come so in and email and have a certain amount of students, so they can only take a certain amount of uh, uh, small business owners.
0: Wow, I didn't even you know what I I thought about some of that stuff as far as uh, you know a small business or whatnot, but I know a lot of people who have. Small businesses don't have any of that stuff in place. Yeah. Like, at all.
1: Because you don't think about that when you're thinking about opening a business. You think about the creative side of it. You think about the technic- the technician side of it. And you think about some of we got to make fact- this
0: money. Right, you think about those things.
1: And, and it's not until you get into it the other stuff coming up. Like, when you plan out your expenses, you don't think about stuff like how much the POS system is going to cost you. You don't think right. about the credit card... Um, processing fees, fees that you got to pay. You don't think about those things until you're actually into it. So that's why I always tell people it's good to have a small a business plan. I'm not trying to plug nobody, but I went through the Bill Institute. I teach for the Bill Institute mm-hmm. how to write your business plan. So I always tell people at least take something. Don't let no one else write your business plan because no one knows your business like you. Right. So make sure that you like are taking a small business class to help you with these things because we don't know everything, right? We don't know everything right. that we're going to need until you get into it. And by the time you get into business, it's hard to go back. Ooh. It's hard to back stuff. And... Do the things that you should have done before say you Say that again. It is hard to backstep. Yes, it is so hard. So you want to, it, it works out better if you know the things that you need at the beginning so you can start crossing them off. Right. At least knowing, so you might not get them all done when you first start, before you open the doors, but at least you know. You know what you have to you do. You know, and you got a list of, a checklist of the things that you need to do before you, you know, in like maybe you might say the first six months. Within the first six months, these are things that I want to get checked off. I want to make sure that I know what my break-even point is. I want to know, I want to, I know all my variable costs. I know all of my overhead costs, all my fixed costs. I know all those things. And these are the things that we need to get in place. We need an accountant. We need a, a legal person, a lawyer. We need, we need those are things we need in place. We really need to have a, a, a call to action plan about the things that we need so that we are planning it out, we are checking it off, and getting our
0: stuff in order. So when is your next class? <laughs> So, I, so my, my <laughs> current
1: spring class ends in two weeks, uh-huh. and then the next one starts in July, and it's an eight-week program. Um, there is a fee to take the class, right, but the fee is a sliding scale. It's based on your income and what you're able to pay.
0: Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So during, with this class, you're teaching all of the stuff that you just yep, talked about? Yeah, all of those
1: things teaching all of those things to you Um, you You also
0: get resources
1: yeah we get resources we get to have a one on one where you can bring me bring and we can sit down and we can dissect because in the class it's like it's kind of general in the class because there's so many different people in the class right from different um, genres of business That they offer, right? So you gotta be kind of general when you do your explanations. So I get to sit down and have a one on one and just personally talk to you about your business, help you figure out your numbers for your business, help you figure out how you should be pricing, coming up with the pricing for your business, opposed to being in a class where it's just I'm giving general information and what applies to you as a product business don't apply to you as a service business. There's totally two different things that you have to think about when you're pricing having a product and having a service. Right. So I'll sit and talk to you about how if you're a service, how do you how do you price as a service person? What do you take in consideration when you when you're thinking about how do you price? Right. It's totally different I sit down with you as a person who provides a product. Right. How do you price for a product?
0: Wow. That's book wild. I might need to take that you might class. take that class. Seriously because and okay, so with um with 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 the small business with needing the legal and all that other stuff if it's just if it's just a business where it's just basically you Mm -hmm. you still need all of that?
1: Yeah, because at some point it's not going to be just you at some point you're going to get so big and so busy that you're going to need to bring on another person, right? Right. And so it's best if you plan for that person from the beginning, because if you're pricing just for you, when you're pricing for customers when you bring on a new person, you have to change your pricing because now you can't afford to pay you and, and a new staff person. Right. But your customers aren't going to understand it. They're not going to understand that your price changed, but the services didn't change. Right. So it's best to price from the beginning as if this was not you doing this job. This is a you got a, you have an you got a full-fledged you business. business. You got an employee who's doing this job. How am I going to pay all of my bills and pay an employee from selling whatever you're selling? So from the beginning, you need to always think about an employee. You might not get an employee for ten years, but at least you know in ten years you do bring on an employee. You ready? Are you ready for you price for it already?
0: That is wild. Yeah. Man, it's so it's so much more to it than than you think. It, it. is. It's not the glamorous that people want. No, oh, I'm it's an not.
1: Entrepreneur, all oh, this, yeah, <laughs> it's That'll not. looks all pretty on Instagram, but behind the... when you turn that Instagram picture off, she <laughs> get real. <She> get real. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so
1: you can be pretty all you want on Instagram
0: but it get real right. afterwards oh man so I really wanted to talk to you any anyway in regards to that because you have so much business knowledge and people need that people need somebody to, to help steer them in that direction because it's, like I said it's a lot of people that are starting businesses and they have no idea the ins and outs of what should be happening or what they should be preparing for or anything of that nature um, also, um, I know you started a podcast recently.
1: Yeah. So I started a podcast called Cake Taste Better Than Flowers. And that podcast is about, is, that's what it's going to be about, about talking about the things that people don't see in the front of the business. Mm-hmm. Things about starting your business, thing, pitfalls that you don't want to fall into, things that I wish somebody had told me before I started my business, um, things that I heard from customers that has taught me new things, mm-hmm. um, different way of thinking about stuff. Yeah.
0: What, are, um, what are, what's one thing that you learn from customers?
1: Um, to make sure that their experience is a, is a wild wow factor. So we, call, we have something called the wow customer service. And that's where every, every customer comes in. So the bankers can be great, but their experience have to be better. Oh, yeah. Their experience has to be better. And so that was something that we focused so much on. Baked Goods we first opened and we just felt like we offer Baked Good, Baked Good. Take this cupcake! Not like that. Not like they in a place in Chicago, you know. What, they cut you out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But our thing was is that we were more focused on the the fake goods and it was just me and my mother so we knew that we were going to get good customer service right But when we start bringing in employees that's a total different. you got to right. think about right you bring in employees you got to have some. you got to know the type of things that you want to think that you want them to do so that was something that once we started getting employees our customers were saying well I can tell it's a little different that it's not just showing you. your mama I called and the person asked the phone and they answered like hello like what? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they like they didn't. They didn't ask
0: how they could sweeten your no, day. It no, was nice. <laughs> so so I
1: didn't think that I had to teach somebody, right? how right. to Right. But those are things yeah. that you have to. You have to teach people. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: What's your most uh, favorite thing to bake?
1: Anything that has yeast in it. Anything that has
0: yeast in it. Really? Anything that has yeast in it. Well, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay.
1: Even though those are things that take the longest amount of time because, like, to make cinnamon rolls, that's five hours.
0: And you have to let those, after you, you have to let the dough sit. Sit
1: and rise and then you shape it and then you got to let it rise again. Wow. So you got two hours to let the dough rise originally, then you have to roll it out, um, shape it, and then let it rise for another two hours. Wow. And then bake it for 35 minutes. Gee, yeah.
0: Willicker Pete. Mm-hmm. And people don't, you know, it's so funny. We come in here and we come get these baked goods yeah, they and they dot databomb.com and we have no idea what the process really was yeah. to make it. It's like you thinking, oh, Duncan Hines is the no. Ain't nothing. Like, can, right. right. Can and nothing nothing like, like that, that at all. It's yeah. a whole different ballgame. Exactly. Wow. Yes. So, how can people reach you on social media or just contact you in general? I know, uh, give your website information and
1: so, yeah, our website is goodcakesandbakes.com uh we're on facebook instagram and twitter um facebook good cakes and bakes instagram is good cakes and bakes and twitter we are as good cakes 313 okay and uh, my podcast again is cakes Taste better than flowers and you can find that on all platforms just like that good cakes mm-hmm. and bakes takes like i mean on pie, you can find it on all, all platforms um as cake um uh, tastes better than flowers. Right.
0: All right. And um and you started on Anchor too, right? Yeah, we started
1: on Anchor oh,
0: okay. Um, and
1: we I love it. Um we've only done one podcast thus far, um, because it's just a busy schedule trying yeah, to work Yeah, you. In.
0: Got a lot going on. But
1: we're gonna get back you into been, uh, it. You've been
0: been to New York? Yeah, got
1: a lot going on Man. right now. But we want I want I want that to be something that's consistent and done every week, right? Um, so the goal is to record on Monday evenings mm-hmm. and
0: then post it posted by Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I will be looking forward to that, and um, I will make sure I throw that little plug in there to remind people and let them know to check out cake. Is cake Tastes better than flowers? Yep. Cake okay. Tastes better than- and it does because I, I have had I've eaten flowers before and they, they're not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thank you so much for thank taking you. some time to sit down with me, and I, I would love to have you back on here um, the next time you do something different or oh, new.
1: Definitely, definitely just and like you, um,
0: yeah. and good luck with your podcast, thank and you. I will be tuning into that as well. Thank you so much. All right. Have a blessed day. Thanks. Detroit, 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 thank you so much for tuning in to that episode, that that vibe session with April Anderson of Good Cakes and Bakes. I just want to say, April, I totally look up to you. I believe I'm older than you are, geriatric myself, but (laughs) I look up to you. You have so much knowledge and It's awesome that you want to share that knowledge with people so that they can avoid certain pitfalls when starting a business. Now, as you heard in the podcast, people, she will be starting a new class very soon. If you're interested, if you want to know more, contact her. You know, she gave you her information. Contact her. Call up to the bakery. Uh, email her, let her know that you're interested in, in getting that knowledge and getting that information so that you can start your business the right way. There's so many pitfalls out there. There's so many things that people don't consider when they say, Hey, I'm going into my own business It's so much to it. It's not just, Hey, let me open this business and that's it. And I mean, just open this business and start making some money. It doesn't work like that. There are things that you have to prepare for, that you have to know, that you have to be uh, very uh, privy to so that you don't have situations happen unnecessarily that you could have avoided. So, thank you so much, April. The tidbits of information and the gold nuggets that I get from her periodically over the years is absolutely amazing. And I highly recommend you taking one of her classes uh like I said in the podcast I probably will be doing that as well because I have a few business ventures that I want to get started and I want to get them started correctly and who more do I believe could help me do that other than April Anderson uh Good Cakes and Bakes is one of my favorite places to go um if you've never been there, you need to go there. You need to try some of these sweets, okay? When I say bomb.com, I mean bomb.com. So uh I just wanna tell everybody thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Uh check out the other episodes, check out the pro you know, the things that are put in the, the podcast as promos, the June twenty second. Uh, Show that I will be featured in uh, one of the featured artists doing a comedy set Uh, Make sure that you if you have an opportunity to hit up Waterford, Michigan this weekend to go see some comedy Mike Jeter's hilarious Uh, Grandma told you that and um, in the meantime in between time Make sure that you are Reaching out to your passion That's so important You know, if it's something that you're passionate about, don't ignore that. Reach for it and do it. And also, be lit. Hashtag L-Y-T, live your truth. So, you know how it goes. Catch me out vibing.